I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships, creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. Friends, this is the first time that TJ and I are recording together since March of 20. 20. Yeah, it's been almost two years. Almost two it's years. Weird. And I got to say, I do not like wearing real pants. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, you are in for a treat. Uh, we have with us today the magnificent Kelly Cook. Hey, hey. <laughs> I thought really long about how to do like a hello, and I have nothing. I want to do maybe cool, cool, cool. Hey, hey, it's locked in now. Got it. It's already done. Kelly is with us because <laughs> TJ and I are pop music um, Neanderthals. Yeah, we're not good at that part. We're real bad. So we brought in somebody who's got skills. Yeah. And if you can hear this in the background, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our dishwasher. <laughs> the Super. Our dishwasher in our, at Studio C, we have a dishwasher. <laughs> Kelly uh, is a master of many things, but most certainly has a... Has, uh, knowledge about about all things pop music however as i'm going through this list it's all my list because nobody else did any prep and so <laughs> you're gonna get kelly's know-how and you're gonna get my bad taste in music in terms of going through all of the music that we're gonna talk about it'll work it'll be fine yeah. it's gonna be fine love songs i haven't even said that yet how did i miss this we are doing love songs here's the thing about love songs it's not just uh I'm in love with you. I want to sing about it. But sometimes love goes badly. Yeah. Guys, sing about that. Yeah. Love songs cover a pretty wide gamut of the experience of love. We are going to do both sides. Excellent. I'm connected to you. You broke my heart. We need to do one for each type. How's that sound? Love it. 18 songs. Great. Did we find one for each type? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm ready. Good. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'm Kel totally prepared for this. Kelly, which favorite... Love song. Actually, I have a better question set up for this. You were in high school, mm -hmm. and there was a love song that really spoke to you in high school. Yeah, what was it? There's only one answer for somebody who is from 1992 through 1996, and that is End of the Road, Boys to Men. <laughs> that is it. Nice. You're welcome. Yeah, love that. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of what that song is off the top of my head. I graduated in 94. I know. I wasn't into boys to men, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the love song for me is remembering, like, being on the ninth grade promotion dance floor with my best friends just in a huge that circle of dancing, which is really just swaying and sweaty yep. and singing into the road together. So shout out Central High School, Class of 96, Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> That's the That was the love song, though. And you hoped at the end of the night somebody that you really liked was going to come and ask you to dance. But that did not happen for me. <laughs> but the big swaying 
sweaty pile of kids, I could imagine that like the guy that was six people down from me was really right next to me, and that was enough. Like uh, six degrees of separation. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking about me. <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> you know he was not. <laughs> just going to let you know. I know in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> it all worked out in the end, yeah. but middle school Kelly Langley was right. a wreck. <laughs> but realistically, the people who were crushing it in middle school... They got what's coming to them. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Nobody points that out. If you were crushing it in middle school, you probably didn't do well as an adult. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, unless you were nice, if you mm. were crushing it by being just mm-hmm. so nice, you did fine. Sure. If you were crushing it by being popular and mean, which was the theme of the 90s middle school, then not so great for you. Yeah. Or at least uh, that that's the way I like to think about it, at least, is that all yeah. the people who were mean yeah. and popular in, in middle school, I'm I'm doing way better than that. That's right. And if for you, sure, if you know, if you knew me in middle school and you know that that's false, don't tell me. This is why I stay off Facebook, because it keeps the <laughs> fantasy alive. I don't need to see that you got your second law degree. You're doing terribly. Nice. Yeah. yeah. TJ, what's your love song from high school? Uh. Hero by Enrique Iglesias. That's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know this song either. What is this? Uh, I could be your hero, baby. I could kiss away your pain. You're going to have to sing more of it for him to <laughs> sing a couple verses. My breath away. <laughs> Man, okay. When I edit this podcast, which apparently is my job here in the next two days, yeah. is, uh, I'll, I'll find that. that I do want to point out to all podcast listeners yeah. is that... You wanted a podcast on music, and like these are two really well-known songs. <laughs> this is not—they're not like bottom of the charts, some sort of indie music. Boys to men, have right. you heard of them? <sighs> All right. Well, my favorite uh, of these were both breakup. No, one of them's not a breakup song. Black by Pearl Jam is my was oh, the one that came to mind. Oh, now he's pulling it in. Have yeah. you heard of Pearl Jam, TJ? I have. Oh, good. Yeah. And love song by The Cure. Where it would have been my two. Since we are getting into love songs, and since the magnificent Kelly Cook is with us, we're going to start with the threes. My favorite. Okay, so I have 18 songs, except for for the threes. I have five because threes were incredibly difficult to find. Hmm. And so I have an artist that represents the one who is pitching. Here's my love songs, and then there's two wonderful breakup charts. For threes that say <laughs> quite a bit about the heart of threes. So you guys ready to get in this? Yep. Yep. It's around the circle. We pick a topic, go around the circle. Today we're talking about love songs. And we're starting with some Lady Gaga, who, when we do our uh, live events, Lady Gaga has one of the best three songs there is, which is applause. You live for the applause. The thing about Lady Gaga's... Uh, and I'm just going to say three lines from three of her charts that are very famous, but they're fantastic in encapsulating the heart of a three. Um, these are well-known charts. Now, all of these songs have over a billion listens on the Spotify. Sure. Start with the Edge of Glory, which that sounds like a three-ish heart right there. I'm on the Edge of Glory, but I'm hanging on to a moment with you. It's a good little balance there. Edge of glory, yet I'm still connected to this person. (laughs) 
second bad romance, which you will be familiar with. I want your ugly. I want your drama. I want your lover's revenge. I want your design. I want your love. Rah, 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 rah. You and me, we could write a bad romance. I'm going to put the music in. It's not your singing I disagree with. It's your it's your ca- categorizing of the song. So please go on. <laughs> the entire outro of this song, which was about a bad romance that she really wants to write for everybody to, to read, to listen to, 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 to see this bad romance. The whole thing ends with walk, walk, fashion, baby. <laughs> My favorite, however, is Poker Face, which there is both a I want to connect with you romantically going on in Poker Face, but there's obviously the deceptive side here. I'll get him hot, show him what I got, but he can't read my can't read my poker face. Oh, I'm sorry. So do you want to sing it? Yeah, for us? no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you that you're totally wrong. <laughs> and first of all, say that I get 100 percent of my Enneagram knowledge from these two gentlemen <laughs> and no studying of my own. I, I've like seen Suzanne Stabile on Instagram, I think, and then I read Sean Palmer's book. So that's what I've got. Okay, so let me be clear, but. All of the things you just showed are a thousand percent four, in my opinion. Let me give you arguments for Lady Gaga as a four. Number one, meet dress. She wore a dress made to meet. Yeah. That was a four thing to do. She lives and for the applause. No. I want your ugly. I want your drama. I want your lover's revenge. Threes want none of those Got things. F- things. Very strong wing. No. She's a four, and it's a glorious four. And it's a diamond-encrusted meat dress-wearing four. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts about this, I think that there is a lot of three in how she presents a lot of her material. I think that if I had to guess based on what little I know about Lady Gaga in the in the professional, like in in the public eye, I would guess that she's a four. And she is a four with a very strong three wing, which gives her... So we actually, um, we had a friend, have a friend from, that we've known for a very long time that that was certain that he was a three for a long time because of his desire for performance. And realistically, his desire for performance comes out of his, the, it, it, it's tied to his foreness. And I think Lady Gaga exhibits this really well as well. So there's there's a lot about what she has to say and, and the music that she creates that can be seen. At, like, I, I think she's really good at presenting three-ish kind of th- kinds of things, but I also think that, that it comes from a four place. And I think when, when fours are performers they have to put on that three side. Just as a performer, you have to be okay with the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And But I, I get the sense, and this is, I know you don't tie people. I do know that rule. <laughs> but I get the sense that she really retreats at times. Hmm. 
from all of the spotlight and the attention. Yeah. And I just don't think threes do that very often. Sure. Not because we always need it, contrary to popular belief, but because it doesn't <laughs> bother us to mostly be in that space. Right. And I feel like she has these great artistic like forward movements and then pulls back quite a bit. All that's perfect. By the way, we're probably not going to be typing anyone else. <laughs> there's, there's so much of Lady Gaga's personality that goes into her performance and, and the music that she creates that I think me, it's part me, of the conversation. True. Let me pitch for the threes out there who want to look at this person as a, I, I think, a worthwhile. Here's a way that the three is connecting with their partners in these songs feels to me there is a very assertive posture. There is a very self-focused posture. If I'm on the edge of glory, there's the, the, the assertiveness comes in the I want, I want, I want, versus what we're going to see in some of the, uh, the fours that we look at, which is very different. Fours aren't, I don't know, um, attract a romantic partner in that way, the demanding kind of way. Um, and I just I, I think it's one of the the better songs of the aughts the and uh, certainly one of the more f- popular songs of the aughts with poker face being that that I'm connecting with someone and asserting myself and yet very aware that I am putting on some sort of mask in the process and talking through that I find that really interesting. Sorry, I I wish everyone could have just seen that I raised my hand. <laughs> yeah, she raised her hand. <laughs> I present for you this evidence that threes would not want a bad romance. It's not show offable. You want the best romance in everyone's face. And also this line right here. I want your drama. No, thank you. Um, and I want your leather studded kiss in the sand. I'll just leave that there. That's embarrassing. And threes don't want to be embarrassed by their partner. And I think fours aren't embarrassed by their partner. So I'm going to, I think that one is, a, I think that one is much more about, the high level emotional awareness of a four. And I very much respect that. I have a question for you both on this. We have moved real quick from the fours who have a lot of three going on. Why not the three that has a ton of four going on? What I hear is I want people's attention and I want it publicly. The only part of that song I think is three is Rah, 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 <laughs> like seriously, and everything. So it's just where I'm at. I agree to disagree with you. I think you're misreading what that song is asking for. The to- cheerleader side of it is is strong. I do want to say something about Poker Face before we move on. Because I, I think there is... Uh, I think there is something to note about the way that... Like, the ideas that Poker Face is trying to present. Like... Like you said that the threes don't have a poker face. They want to put that that this resonates more as a as a four idea. But I think that what what she what it seems to me like she is saying with poker face is that like the 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 partner in this is going to respond to the image that I am presenting, not necessarily what's actually underneath that image. And that, like, I, I very much see threeness in that. Whereas, like, I, I think fours would want the, the partner to respond to the authenticity that they're presenting. Hmm. Whereas, whereas threes are looking for the, like, 
see me as the most successful version of myself and and the the image that i'm presenting it 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 may not be a conscious poker face but it is still i want you to respond to the image that i'm showing you not necessarily what's inside of me i think that's super fair and i read the poker face more as i'm going to hide my emotions so i can play my hand similar ideas but I would say, no, I'm not. I'm going to show you my emotions and you better respond to them because mm. I've earned that respect from you and that's what's going to happen. Sure. You do put on a mask. I relate to that idea mm-hmm. as a three. But a poker face seems like I'm hiding my emotions. And <laughs> as I have talked about for many hours with both of you, I don't even understand my emotions. <laughs> well, so but that's, that's part of it. <laughs> it's, it's, you're, you're showing the emotions that present the image that you want to be seen. Sure. I get that. I yeah. think that that's where actually song lyrics work so well for this, better than movies, better than anything except for poetry, probably, mm-hmm. which they are, is that everybody reads into it what they want to. Right. You know, they see that how they want to. And yeah. it just never occurred to me that type of a poker face. Sure. We're rolling. We do need to talk about the rule since we're typing people who are not in the room who actually do exist. Uh, TJ, what's the one rule when uh, typing other people? Don't. Why not? Because it's bad. That doesn't make any... <laughs> the Enneagram is about your inner motivations. It's uh, all of this, like, like we're, we're talking about song lyrics and behavior and, and all kinds of things that are, are sort of surface level pre- presentation, but, but what the Enneagram is really about is, is why we do the things that we do. It's, it's the way that we see the world and we cannot be in someone else's head. We cannot know what motivations are driving other people. So you, you, it's it just, it's a really bad practice to t- use this information to type other people, including Lady Gaga or Lizzo or whatever else. Yeah, this is all speculation. We are not trying to type any of these artists. And certainly if they listen to our podcast, you know, we apologize. Paul McCartney, we're thrilled you found us, by the way. <laughs> the, but this, is, this is just trying to use uh, some fantastic, well-known uh, songs that have resonated with many of us over the years to, to highlight some of the things going on in our own hearts and minds. So with that said, jumping into the threes. So you for sure don't type anybody, but Lizzo's a giant three. I love her <laughs> <Right>. so much. <laughs> I mean, giant three. Reason it like she's the three. Right. She's the most amazing queen three. The un- the we got queen B later, and we got queen three right now. So we're gonna start with Lizzo uh, and her song "Soulmate," which is a love song. May not be about a love song about anyone else aside from herself. So I don't mean to like characterize threes as self-loving, but, oh, uh, but I think we are. <laughs> and again, write in, call in. I don't know how this works. Is there an eight hundred number that you flash on the screen? There's not. Oh, there's no screen even. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the Lizzo is. And it, threes, threes get it about themselves. They're very appreciative of themselves, and they wish other folks would appreciate them for what well, they can actually do. Well, you can play the song. <laughs> this song is hilarious because it begins, I think it begins with a breakup. And there's like two lines about the breakup, and then the entire rest of the song is about her elevating her self-esteem, getting herself back on track, reminding herself how amazing she is. 
Yeah, because she is, first of all. Let us just say, I don't care if Paul McCartney's listening, Sir Paul McCartney, but I do care if Lizzo's listening. And if she is, she is the everything and she knows it and other people should recognize and respect it. So Soulmate has a history. It starts with a history, I think, not a breakup. Here's where I've been. The best thing about me is I know to love myself first and everything about that. Even if I, if I remember right, the videos, even her getting married to herself. True story. <laughs> no glory. Let's go. Yeah, the old me used to love a Gemini. Like a threesome f***ing with them every night. A lot of two-faced people show me both sides. So I figured out I gotta be my own type. They used to say to get a man, he had to know how to look. They used to say to keep a man, you had to know how to look. But I'm solo and so hosted and told you with Malibu. What do you think? So you mentioned when we were talking about Gaga that there's, you brought up the, like we're talking a lot about fours with a three wing. What about threes with a four wing? And I think this is a great example of three with a four wing. It's much more personally focused with an edge toward figuring out how to love my authentic self but I think it starts from that I'm so awesome place that the three sort of live. It's a good what place to live. I, anybody's invited anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everybody. To know. So the, you know, you can absolutely feel the self-worth and self-value there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are many, many flaws and faults to three. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> We're not going to tell no, you about not, any of them and they don't matter. But <laughs> threes feel that way when they are in a good headspace, when, mm-hmm. they, when they are self-actualized, when they know who they are. They know that, damn, she's the one and she looks good in the mirror and she knows it. And so that's a very... A threes have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and Lizzo herself has a lot of confidence. I would almost, and this is where, again, we don't type people. So I think it's more important to type this song. Mm-hmm. There's no two wing to this song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, I'm caring about you or I need to be needed by you. In fact, it's the absolute opposite. Yeah. I'm completely confident and I'm unique and I'm the best I can get. And I'm going to take care of myself. That's a three, four song and she'd almost be an eight. But I think eights could give a wit about telling everybody that they're the one in that way. They have a similar confidence. And she's definitely got an aggressive energy in this song Mm -hmm. that makes sure you hear it and you know and you recognize it. And the entire, all of it, um, I'm a queen, but I don't need a crown is maybe the only not three thing because we will always take a crown or tiara Mm -hmm. or gold star (laughs) or medal or patch I mean, really, whatever. Do I get one for doing this podcast? Okay. (laughs) I've got Um, them in my bag. Don't worry. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So that, I mean, this is a very three, four song and it's heavy three though, because it's showing off the value of herself. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see that value, I don't have to have anything to do with you. Now that's, that part is a lie though. We actually do really want you to see our value or we don't know if it's there. 
But right. for a song, it totally works. Right. Yeah, the things that I hear here are the first set of lines are about a breakup, and she spends two lines on them, and the entire rest of the song is about elevating her own self-worth and her own mind so that she feels grounded and comfortable and can move into the world. And that's that strikes me as a really uh, powerful element to threes that a lot of us don't have. And it's a de- almost a desirable trait that you can speak into your own world and say, this is how amazing I am. And that gives you power to assert yourself again into, into common spaces. And a lot of this album has those type of themes too. Mm-hmm. There's probably the more well-known song is Truth Hurts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I know you guys don't swear on this one, so I can't even really tell you, but <laughs> I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch, even when I'm crying crazy. <laughs> like, that's it. I can be terrible. And I'm still great. I'm horrible. Yes. I'm sad. I'm upset. I'm great. Yep. And it always is back to that. And I think that is the reframing also mm-hmm. where... Any anybody else, I think, would be a lot more honest with what's happening. Maybe what who reframes sevens yeah, and threes? Sevens and threes mainly. And so I just think a seven wouldn't care. <laughs> they wouldn't be about it. They'd move on, but right. they wouldn't have to. But she really has that same confidence going into many of the songs. And then one of her other songs on the same album, Boys, is just talking about like, I think because of all this confidence, that she can love every kind of boy. She can love all the gay boys and the straight boys and every boy because she's confident enough. It's about her and who she can love. Yeah. Not is she lovable? Because of course she is. And if you don't see that, too bad for you. I think that's a very three position to take. Yeah. After we have our feelings hurt and we reframe it because <laughs> we have our feelings hurt. Right. And but we don't really let anybody but our inside circle know about that because that's weakness and we don't like that. Mm-hmm. I hear reframing as well. I think that's a, this is a powerful image of reframing in the midst of broken love. And even the, the first line, the old me used to love a Gemini, is, is not only reframing, like this song is not only reframing this experience, but it's also recentering herself. The first line is true story, no glory. And the entire thing is about how glorious she is. Yeah. Yeah, and then... And then, like she, she re recenters herself as as the main character in the story. I find that powerful. Yeah. And she believes it, and I think yeah, that's an important it. thing to know about the reframing. The reframing isn't just for you. In fact, it's mostly for me. Right now, I'm sure that that was true. Right. That is how it actually went. Mm-hmm. And so the reframing is. It might seem like it's for everyone else to hear how great I am. It's actually for me to remember it and like stay in that space. Mm-hmm. And that happens, honestly, relatively quickly. It's like we're upset for a minute, and we really don't like being upset. (laughs) Is there some sort of assault on one's shame? The underlying feeling for twos, threes, and fours is shame. They interpret the world with that past filter. This is how this three is coming to the filter, yeah? I think so. I, I think that... Anybody, anything that has to do with romance has the potential for shame or hurt or fear or anger, you know? So it's a, a quick movement out of shame. It's really about you. It's not about me. 
I'm totally love worthy and you missed out on that. And at least that's the Lizzo lyrics. Mm -hmm. But the three idea would be, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And then honestly, it's like, Clearly nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Push out from yes. that right away. <laughs> but, but when we're, we should spend more, mo- I think most people should move away from, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And we should probably spend a little bit more time there. Hmm. Not because we need to be in a space of pain and hurt, but because we quickly decide it's not about us. And in that way, we can't really grow or get better or be a, a, a better partner next time mm-hmm. um, because we, we're not going to uh, often... We're not going to deal with that. I really cannot state this enough. I hate having any emotions that are not fun and joy mm. and success and playing. I hate all the rest of them. That's what makes the next song that we're going to cover so interesting. This is a great song from the heart of a three, and it's exposing something that probably doesn't get exposed very much. You want to do the setup for for uh, Hold Up by Beyonce? Yeah, so any... <laughs> Any person who knows Beyonce, they will know that Jay-Z is a fool and he (laughs) cheated on Beyonce and in awesome, whether she's a three or not, let's just say this is awesome three style. She made an entire album called Lemonade, clearly like making lemonade out of lemons, terrible times. And she just ripped him to shreds in so many ways. It was so beautiful, but it ended up being like, the women's empowerment album of the summer. Yeah. I just, I ran extra miles to listen to the entire album every time mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was out running and it's just on. And I feel like I was running around the park and the other women were also listening to Beyonce. So as we were singing <laughs> to ourselves, there was just like secret code of like, yeah, it's lemonated. He better never do me wrong. Um, I feel like anywhere you went in the country, possibly the world, that's what was happening. It's, yes. It's if, the, the, if someone was listening to music, they were listening to Lemonade. For real. Yeah. It was so good and groundbreaking and the videos were amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, and the fact that, I, I wonder how historians will look back on some of these music movements, including this single album, because it's not a, oh, woe is me, poor, broken, fragile, female it was a, how dare you do this? Mm-hmm. And, but also a, yes, you really hurt me. And very interesting, and I'm going to stay with you, mm-hmm. which, I mean, just so complex, but like, and I'm sure there are feminist scholars who are angry with Beyonce for her choices, but there's a lot of other folks who are like, wow, this is the complex actual relationship and the way a woman who knows her value actually handles things. And so like even... Um, not in, I don't think in this hold up song, but in one of the songs, there's just a, um, a lyric about how she's the female Bill Gates and she will do what she wants with a man. And then if, if he pleases her, she will take him to Red Lobster (laughs) in her (laughs) private jet. Like she'll do it. He will not do anything for her. She is the black Bill Gates. He is nothing compared Mm to her. And that's honestly, it, when you compare Jay-Z and Beyonce, is Beyonce, right? I mean, right, yeah, of yeah. course. So this one, Hold Up, is, I think, this where we put the numbers together, too. This is actually a really good blend of that three with a two and a four wing. Mm-hmm. Because she is past the dating, playing around phase of Lizzo. And she's into the, I have children with you, we're committed, yep. and this is super complex. And she's letting him know from the chorus, they don't love you like I love you. So that feels like a two piece, 
but to me to say it is three. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you some of the lines that pop for me three and not two is first the there is the image of feeling worthless, which she teases, but it's the how other people perceive our relationship gone wrong. And the end of the first verse is what's worse, looking jealous or crazy. crazy, jealous or crazy. Or like it is a very visual yeah. image. You have to finish it out. I'd rather be crazy than have everybody see me get walked all over. Mm-hmm. And I hate to, I'm sorry for twos, but I think they'd rather see everybody get them walked all over. A three would not. Yeah. That's the, one of the worst things people could see. Well, and, and without having done any research on this at all, I, I would I, I would not be surprised to learn that that is actually a big part of why Lemonade exists in the first place, hmm. is that, that she, as a three, like she needed to shape this story, the narrative that everyone else understood about how she was responding yeah. to this, yeah. to very, what happened. To yeah, her. the very story of the album has its roots in, okay, here's my motive for, for composing songs like right, this. Right, right. Yeah. I am in charge of this narrative, and you will understand this about me, yeah. my my generous followers. <laughs> also, in the chorus, there's, can't you see there's no other man above you? Because yep. I would only have the best man. I would only mm. have the top mm-hmm. person and you're blowing it because yeah. I'm already the best and I get the best and you're blowing it. I interpreted that line differently and I love your interpretation. Mine is that this is how she is stating to someone that she actually loved them. Like there's, that's the way a three might love someone else is, is recognition of first place. And I actually love how complex this one is. It's not as clear. Like, I adore Lizzo and I adore Beyonce, but Beyonce has, because of the relationship she's trying to express, it's like many, many layers. And that Mm -hmm. again, I think that's why when TJ says like there was a moment that the world stopped and everybody listened to Lemonade, that's why, because it was so good. And one, one was a country song and one was, you know, an R and B song and one was a hip hop song and it just was outrageously well done. But also, the lyrics were so complex, you could dig through them for days, Mm -hmm. which is what I think her relationship with Jay-Z is, Mm -hmm. which is what she's trying to say. It's like, I think there is a part of her who is saying, I also need everybody to know why I didn't leave this man. And (laughs) because you can have Beyonce up in your sheet, (laughs) you know, like, okay, Jay-Z blew it. Dummy. The most uh, three line comes near the end for me, which is, I always gave that top tier, five star, backseat loving in the car. The fact that it is stars. It is fi- this stars, is, yeah. This is the rating system for our affair, for our lovemaking. I also yeah, am stars. really super sad about us three white people singing all these oh. lyrics, <laughs> and I hope those get replaced with the actual lyrics. They, we'll do a good job. Okay, because... It's it is zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> we white boys got high production value. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
TJ can sing. That's about the only thing that I, I can't was a sing professional singer in a ska band, honey. I always keep the top tier, five star, sexy loving in the car, like make that wood, like make that wood, highly like a boulevard. <laughs> Moving to the fours, which man, it's hard cutting down the fours. The okay, fours have, I have some a, I songs. I have to interrupt you. You really took a lot of credit for writing this whole list. And seriously, half of these songs I told you to use. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so the... you may have put them on a piece of paper, but this is my song. And I just really <laughs> need to say that, that I came up with this and it is an excellent four song. So we're going through Kelly show. Cook's amazing Kelly list Cook's of Enneagram love songs, which, by the way, you can find on Spotify if you uh, oh. go to Enneagram love songs. So I'm, uh, you know, I think Spotify's working some stuff out. But when you get back to Spotify, (laughs) Instagram Love Songs will be a public list. I was just going to tease the temptations just because I think this the opening line of this song is so funny as a four song. Because I wanted to hear TJ's take on this because Kelly and I have already talked about this. But notice this very well-known song. And just listen to this out of the heart of a four. Each day through my window, I watch her as she passes by. I say to myself, you're such a lucky guy. But it was just my imagination running away with me. It was just my imagination. Poor guy. (laughs) Living in a fantasy world. The romance that's just dripping from this song. Uh. But it was just my imagination. Running away with me. It was just my imagination. The song I really want to talk about for fours and love songs is this next one. One of the fantastic things about this song being written by a four is how unique this song and how unique the breakup song are because they both do something that no other rock song I can think of do in terms of their instrumentation. This is an R&B song and it doesn't have a bass. That It makes me smile every time I think about that when listening to this and this would be Wind Doves Cry by Prince. Uh, who is definitely a four because he loves purple. Well, that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's a good start, though. <laughs> no, but also, Prince is a four. Oh, yeah. Everybody, Prince, please. Four. If, there, if Prince is not a four, uh, fours do not exist. <laughs> so in our love series that we just concluded, the idea of fours pulling people into their world mm was all over a lot of our language. And this song Mm -hmm. is a a man seeking to woo someone into his space.
lit I mean literally every word. You left me alone in a world so cold. And then like all uh, sorry force, because I love you. And a lot of my very close friends are forceless. I'm just gonna dig on you for a second. Like you left me alone like my mother and my father. <laughs> <Right>. Like, oh <laughs> the feelings. It's so many feelings. And then like even doves cry. They don't really cry, but it's like in this Well, doves we know cry. what it sounds like when that happens, it though. It is the saddest. It's such a sad song. It doesn't even exist in anyone else's reality. Right. <laughs> That's right. how... And you wouldn't get it, TJ, because it's that sad. It's just yeah. gloriously well, emotional. And, and there's the the poetry of this song, like... Song lyric, good song lyrics mm-hmm. are poetry. Yeah, that that's that's just a rule about how songwriting works. But but there are there are some artists that that capture the heart of poetry in their lyrics, and I think Prince is one of them. I think Bob Dylan and and Paul Simon, like the Fiona Apple, is a great example as well. Like there's there's something about their writing that even even just seeing the words on a page you can tell that this is poetry. Yeah. And so, so I think that's that's a really important note about like seeing four songs, but it's also um, how can you just leave me standing al- alone in a world that's so cold? Maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's because I'm too demanding. Maybe it's because I'm just like my father, past focus, who was too bold. There is so much past like there's, going on there's just There's yeah. so much that's inner reflection that's that's a focus on why you're doing these, like why I'm the reason that you're doing this to me. And I'm flawed. Yeah. It's a love song about, and he know, he's exposing his flaws in there as part of the, the wooing, though. Right. I really love the that you're pointing out the poetry part because a lot of the songs do not read down very well Mm -hmm. and this could stand alone. You could have never heard this song and think this is so incredibly written. Right. And the imagery is not the typical things that you see in a love song at all either. Right. Like how many people in a love song tell you about their mom and dad and how terrible they are. You know what I mean? Right. And it's the thing that I want to just say to my four friends who I love, it's the thing that with their emotions, it can be so hard on them. Like this is what they make. Mm -hmm. I can't make this. Yep. Um, And that's incredible because it takes that like really super in touch with who you, who you are and how you feel ability to make these. Two big things stand out to me on this. It's first, there's the romantic vision. Twice he talks about picturing things. So I want you to see this picture that I have, that I'm drawing you into. Uh, will you picture us engaging in a kiss? Will you picture a courtyard? Engage your imagination. Yeah. yeah, imagery. The second is, he is saying, how can you leave me standing alone and, and so cold? And yet, the, the second verse begins, touch my stomach. <laughs> They're apparently real close right now, and yet he's still saying, "I I, I want you even closer because I'm because I'm I'm chilly." I think he wants other things besides just he's chilly. <laughs> I don't disagree with the point you're making, but how you're getting there? It's the let me restate that. Then. It's the it's they're clearly close. I yeah. I don't think this is a breakup song. Right? They're clearly close, and yet still. 
her closeness, I assume it's a her, is isn't sufficient yet. Like it's it's even more. He wants even even more. Mm-hmm. And he, he he wants more connection in the midst of knowing that he is deeply flawed. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this recently, but the idea that how, how have we said this that fours long for love at a distance and yet when love is close it's almost like there needs to be some pushing mm-hmm. in that space. Yeah. When when love is actually near it's still not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's I suppose that's what yep. I was trying to get to there. All right. There are a ton of great four breakup songs. <laughs> Naturally. I got I got on my list. I got Phil Collins Take a Look at Me Now, which <laughs> always breaks my heart. By the way, take a look at me now and wanting to be seen by the person who just left you. That's that's a good four language. Good. Yeah. I will always love you by Dolly Parton and uh, popularized by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. I suppose Dolly Parton is doing just fine on her own. But <laughs> it doesn't need to necessarily be popularized. <laughs> well, she didn't even record that, did she? I think it was from uh, Best Whorehouse in Texas. Sweetest Whorehouse in Texas. What the hell was the name of that movie? Best Little Whorehouse in yeah, Texas. That is, yeah. TJ, come on. I couldn't remember. <laughs> but, we're, but for our list, we're going with Godier. This, this, this song is one of the best expressions of a type. Every word is wonderfully crafted and very much exposes the heart of this type. is a white guy so i can say it <laughs> white guy language <laughs> told myself you were right for me felt so lonely in your company that's that's the line i felt so lonely in your company mm-hmm. love is close and yet still mm-hmm. but that was love and it's an ache and i still remember past focus what are you gonna say i don't know if videos ever count <laughs> if they like give us more but the the video is also him becoming a painting and then yeah. not and then just like in this incredibly pained and you don't really see me. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I'm really trying not to use the typical buzzwords like unique, but you know, it, it was a very unique video and it's true. And a very kind of a hidden person who you can't really see or understand. Do you understand how complex I am through that video? Of course you don't. Right. But this is where I think Prince has the poetry of the force. This has that for anger. You really did not get me and you really hurt me. And I know that's not a central emotion for fours, but it's still one that all numbers feel. It's still one they experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't have to cut me off. Yeah. And they're they're so angry. angry. You didn't do right by me. And maybe, I mean, I would imagine this one comes from a 
a place of you actually probably knew me or I thought you did. And that's why I'm so angry. Mm -hmm. I thought you got me. I, I also think that like, this is a good presentation of sort of the way that fours react to their anger because like, like eights, eights put forward a lot of vengeance, but I think fours, like, I, I think spite comes easily for fours. Hmm. And I think that, that uh, oftentimes fours will react to their experience of anger with spite. Mm-hmm. And like, you didn't have to cut me off and now I'm going to treat you like somebody that I don't even know. Yeah. Pushing that slightly, the romantic vision that a four might have for a breakup is completely thwarted. Yeah. I wanted to have an emotional breakup with you. And what happened was you sent your friends. Mm. And your friends are the ones that broke up. And I, you stole something from me. We were going to have an emotional encounter. Mm. And your friends are here to collect your records. I also want to and say, change your number. all numbers aside, this person might be a super creeper. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, yeah, I sent your friends, you changed your number. Maybe something was wrong with the right. person. I'm, I'm not, not entirely sure that yeah. this is a healthy it, response. It doesn't sound like maybe they just broke up with them. They might be right. fleeing a bad situation. I, I want to say that's the thing. There's a handful of things that I just adore about this song, and that's one of them is that that is exposed. Mm -hmm. The fact that she had to change her number and he is stating that. And it would be completely uh, unself-aware up until that moment, but then she starts singing. And when she starts singing, then you realize he knows exactly what happened Mm -hmm. and that there is a flaw in himself and he's actually holding it out. Choice line. Anyway. Uh any other foreigners here? There's a bunch I wanted to talk about. And there, there's it's all over this song. Uh, the 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 one line that the big line that stands out to me is. That's exactly the one Whole I was like highlighting. No <laughs> other types say that. It's not just addiction to sadness. It's that he thinks his addiction is really depthy mm-hmm. and. One that he sees, because it's certain kind. And so I'm I'm aware of this certain kind of sadness mm-hmm. that has a, a certain nuance, mm-hmm. certain power to it. it Let it me unpack it for you. Using meaning yes. into, <laughs> into what is probably an unhealthy behavior. Mm-hmm. Given the context of this song, possibly like like I'll go a step further and say an unhealthy decision. Even like it, it's not just that he's an unhealthy person who's exhibiting unhealthy behavior. I, th- I think that like the idea of being comfortable with getting addicted to a certain kind of sadness is choosing to infuse meaning into a decision of unhealth. 
I just, I don't want to pick on fours anymore. <laughs> I really like fours, but I, I feel like there's a piece that he's saying, you didn't have to cut me off, make it like it never happened. And when it switches to her, she says, now, I'm th- now and then I think about all the times you screwed me over, which he seems oblivious to. Mm. It's all about how she hurt him. And I think in all of the emotional awareness, and I will also pin this on twos and threes, the only thing that becomes important is your emotions. Mm. And that you are feeling them and that you're feeling frustrated with the people who are doing it to you. But I think those numbers, we get very interior and everyone else is at fault. For a two, you didn't appreciate me. I was loving you so much instead of seeing like, you know, stop being a martyr about it. For a three, you didn't love me and praise me for who I was instead of saying like, I told you 80 times how great you were (laughs) and you can only hear it so many times in a day. And for a four, it's like, everything is about how I treated you great. And I cannot see the ways that I didn't. And at least this song really exemplifies that is that she's real clear all the times you screwed me over and you always made it me feel like it was my fault. Mm. Yeah. Anything to say about what she says in terms of exposing any details about a a four's heart in their posture in a relationship. It didn't strike me as four-ish. <laughs> the thing she says? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was always some, it's, I think the big line is that you had me believing it was always something that I'd done. Yeah. Is that like, do fours weaponize? How would you, how would you phrase that? I, I think toxic and narcissistic and often evil people are the ones who perpetrate gaslighting. But I think there's, That's there's what it is. like, yeah, this is, this is a, a if, if she is to be believed in this, in this narrative, I think there's, there's a healthy amount, healthy is the wrong word. There's a, a fair amount of gaslighting going on in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think from the space of an unhealthy four, there's a, there is, there can be a tendency to, because I, the four, am infusing so much meaning into the the way that I see the world, then obviously the things that I'm telling you are 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 more, are more important, are more powerful, mm-hmm. are 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 bigger, and and the way that I see our relationship is the one that we're going the i the the perspective of the four is is so wrapped up in their sort of idealism that it's it's easy for especially unhealthy fours i think to to gaslight the people around them i think that's a great word two small details but i find them rich uh first the the uniqueness of the composition of this song is the fact it uses a xylophone. You just <laughs> I can't name another song that has a, a xylophone. <laughs> um, aside from the beginning of the West Wing, which uh, I've heard is is po- quite popular. <laughs> the other one, and it goes towards that past focus. Having her friends come and collect the records. It seems to me that records has a great double meaning. It's both. It, it both is this very physical object through which you listen to music. There's a warmth. There's a tangibility. There, there's these physical um, expressions of here is our connection through music. But records has a good double meaning. Records also has to do with um, we have a record. We have we have a history. We have this this thing that had had been collected in terms of you know what, what do you call that? It's not a synonym. 
record and record. It's got double. It's got homonym. Two yeah, it's got two. It's it's got two different meanings, and it's as though I am taking the history that we had, mm. and it's not her. It's her friends that have taken the record. <laughs> that I, is a good point. I found the where you guys got into when doves cry poetry. I think this is a much better uh, composition. Oh, so they're wrong about it being better, but I get your point. <laughs> they're both really unique songs. Like they are both really stand out, different from what's going on in music during those eras. Type compositions. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's well said. Wait, didn't we just talk about going like it's all or nothing? That's my all or nothing move. Was <laughs> this one so much better? I don't know why you care it's about it. It's a record Prince. and a record. Brings us to the fives. On nearly every list I looked up, this song always came in in the top ten. It is nowhere close to my top ten, but it is a great five love song, mm. and it would be foreigners. I want to know what love is. Gotta take a little time. There is so much to say here about fiveness. What are you going to say? I'm just, well, so for the viewers. We have pieces of paper with the lyrics in front of us, and they're just so tidy. Both these five songs are like the shortest ones, <laughs> and they're just very straightforward, and they're very tidy, and yeah. I love it. I love like flipping the page and just seeing these like exactly as they say they're going to be. Yep. I want nice to know simple. what love is. I want you to show me. Period. <laughs> Please show me love, but not for a long time because I'm going to need some space. <laughs> so once you show me, let's have a break. The taking in the relationship through the head and also the examining of one's own uh, emotional life mm. all over this song. It's brilliant. It's very clean and direct and and also the figuring out of what love is, that it's a mountain that I must climb. <laughs> like that's a, it's a hard task and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it succinctly and I just think it's great. From the opening line, I'm going to take a little time, a little time to think things over. Better read between the lines in case I need it when I'm older. There ends up being just this very analytic, very thoughtful. This is how I'm going to engage my relational life going on here. Mm -hmm. And it's about withdrawing into spaces of contemplation. And addressing the um, complexity of the task of engaging and understanding and... Uh, internalizing something as intangible and ineffable as love. Mm. Ineffable. What do you think? I like that. <laughs> There's um, at the end of the, the intro part, it says it's, it's also just very practical. I see love shine keeps me warm as life grows colder. Like it is very practical that I don't want to be alone and so here are some tasks that have to happen for that to be the case. Mm. And I mean that with huge respect. We, I'm sure, so I don't listen to the podcast very much. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it through doors and like sideways. So if you've ever talked about this, I think you have. But we have a five child mm-hmm. who has a girlfriend for more than a year whose mm-hmm. last name I don't even know <laughs> because that is none of my business. Right. Can I hold that and close to the chest really, right there? Really, yes. And 
the, hey, you can invite your person over for dinner to go out with us has been an invitation extended many, many times Mm -hmm. and has been absolutely roundly rejected by the five child. From day one. And let's be clear, day one is not day one of the relationship. Day one is day one of you knowing about the relationship, which was months. Which in mom years is like a <laughs> hundred mom years. And a, it was a rough day yeah. for mom. Uh-huh. It was a rough day for mom. Do you hear that your five child has a has a special person? Yes. And, had, and I didn't know because I didn't know and I'm not a part of it. And that right. also means I'm not the special person. <laughs> That's what it is. That was hard because you are the special person for a long time mm-hmm. and that they don't want to really tell me anything about them. They right. don't want to have them over. Right. And that's none of my business. And and like everyone who loves fives needs to know yeah. that that is not about you. That is not no. about you, the mom, <laughs> or the three. It's about the five not wanting to share. When the girlfriend did not want to come over. Oh, uh, heartbreaking, is, I'm sure. Well, I, I was joking around because I do that sometimes, very occasionally. And I said, well, I don't like her. And my five child immediately texted that to her. And he's like, well, she doesn't like you either. And I was seriously like, don't text that. I couldn't believe it. But that's his. Mm -hmm. And he has this relationship that has nothing to do with me, no matter how hard I try to make it have everything to do with me. And he had like, that was such a huge realization for me is that he's going to have these secrets and jokes and things with her and Mm -hmm. her alone. Mm -hmm. And again, I realize this might be like mom, teenage territory, but it was also incredibly five Mm -hmm. that it's just not going to be about you in any way. And I'm not really going to be mean about it, but I'm also, that's just not for you. So that was incredibly telling, but also because of having a five child grow into themselves, seeing them and how they have to logically process every piece of Mm -hmm. life or learn about it by themselves. Like it wouldn't also be useful for me to tell them how romance or love or dating works. Right. Because you can, you can give them all of the books. Yeah. And and they they, still won't have the internets. Right. Which by the way, people censoring books (laughs) at libraries in Tennessee, (laughs) the internet exists. The internet. You're not censoring anything. Uh, I digress. But uh, the, that like this, when you think about it like this, just these very basic, but very meaningful questions. I want to know what love is. I want someone to show me. I want to feel what love is, which is the next step because I'm first going to have to know it. Right. That's just those are very like profound and Mm -hmm. basic, which is how I perceive my fives. Mm -hmm. So all of my Enneagram knowledge besides osmosis from you two and hearing it through closed doors while you're podcasting loudly. So always correct it. But the fives I have are that profoundly thoughtful and also really straightforward. This is not an open invitation. <laughs> he is speaking to yeah. a specific yeah. person. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Why does that matter? Because it's not an open invitation. <laughs>
<laughs> because for the same reason that that the five teenager is not even going to tell their mom the last name of the significant other they're seeing and have been with for a year yeah. like the 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 five is not broadcasting this to the world right, right. and does not want to talk about it either right really right. it's not something that they are comfortable talking about it probably i'm guessing because they have it figured out on their own and the talking about it might complicate that or cause someone else to try to teach them about it particularly right. me which is not an invitation to do that either <laughs> yeah that's keeping things close to the chest mm-hmm. the thing i read in this uh song is the idea that five's taking the world through their head but their secondary center is their feelings so they uh so they think about their feelings mm-hmm. and this i think better than anything i can think of off the top of my head really showcases that in the heart of a five yeah. that they are thinking about their feelings over and over again yeah. and i want to think about how my emotions are affected by this person what the emotional connection looks like how how it how it grows and transforms me and and there's even a hint that this five might want to experience it with other elements of themselves, not just their, just their head, Mm -hmm. which is a very intimate posture for, I imagine for five. And they like all of the song, most of the songs that we've talked about so far have some sort of action element involved with them. Like we talked about your friends coming to pick up the records and some of the other things that happened in other songs, but um, (laughs) the, there's there's no action involved in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's there all is. thinking and feeling. Oh, and, yeah. and, and thinking about your feelings and feeling about your thinking. Uh, come on. The next song, which is the breakup song, it's, we've been through three numbers and there's two creepers. <laughs> right. For sure, because this might be the <laughs> creepiest one. The most creeper when, song. When, just to, before we tease this, one of the things that we've we've talked about this a handful of times, your type, your number comes out probably best when you're young, when you're in your early 20s and mm-hmm. a lot of rock stars at the height of their fame and the height of their popularity are spilling their guts, their hearts into these lyrics, and it's when they're young. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that you can kind of... <laughs> so when they're the young, case. they're also hiding in the bushes and watching you through the windows? <laughs> I mean, Sting doesn't need to do this anymore, <laughs> but back in the day, when Sting wrote Every Breath You Take, that may have been where he was at. Every breath you take I see this now that you don't really want to say the song and then talk about it. You want to like tease it. Oh, I'm good at this, baby. You're great at it. But I'm just saying, I'm like, let's say the song and then talk about it. It's on our agenda and we can check it off our list. (laughs) (laughs) And you are like, I'm going to feed it to you a little bit. You have a little bit and then. How does a five deal with a broken heart? There may be an observational quality to this. And the stalker side of not (laughs) knowing how to deal with pain comes out in this posture. And that's why I hear here, every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. I feel like it's too on the nose to say that's a great five line to say, uh, you know. I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you. I can't see any of the fives I know actually like exhibiting this kind of mentality, but mainly because none of them are 
as unhealthy as I think this <laughs> yeah, this, this person this is. person is. Uh, I I and I I get I I get the sentimentality behind it. I I get the message that that this song is supposed to be putting out there, but in in reality, like the the detached, I'm unwilling to let you go regardless of how you feel about it. Yeah. The this is worth saying also, it's not just observation, it's possession. Yeah. She's a possession. Or yeah. he's a possession. And and there's there's an element of like this you were a resource that I will not let go. And I yeah. will continue to protect regardless of whether you want me to. Yeah. I imagine it's worth saying, you know, all all the types have their dark side and all the types would have their dark side in romantic breakup. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. I don't think that we need to think that sting actually is this unhealthy person, but maybe the case that this is real emoting. We've talked a lot about how our relationships shape the energy of our motive and it has to go somewhere. And when you're hurt, when you're broken, when somebody you cared about is leaving, how is that expressed in your mind and heart? It's a great way to say this is a very dark expression of that for mm-hmm. for a five mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's put on paper for everybody else to see. Right. So if we take out the stalkeriness, because honestly, when you break up with somebody, sometimes you are just especially if you're in a small town, you're in college, high school, whatever, you're able to see them. Mm-hmm. You are watching them. Like the, there is like the, the common take is like the stalker take, right? right? But if you kind of can pull it back from the stalkerness, I think that the five breakup really holds up in the, I'm going to try to study and see what I did wrong here. Yeah. Mm. And so yeah. the stalker is, is like funny or sad or weird, but if you pull that out, it works a lot better. Yeah. And the sort of unintentionally uh, and unwillingly obsessed kind of like obsessed obsessed is the wrong word but it's it's the best one that I can think of right now but the the idea so his um, this the bridge uh, since you were gone I've been lost without a trace I dream at night I can only see your face uh, I look at around and it's you I can't replace like thinking of someone who is heartbroken trying to just put put their feelings out there like there's there's an element of like unwitting obsession but it it's not it it's not because he's it, it it's not necessarily because he's a creeper it's it's because he's he's heartbroken and he he can't fully process his emotions so he's he's working them out in real time and and just sort of like putting the information like that this is this is the best description of how of what I'm experiencing. Yeah. I think too for each of these like if you are in the breakup space you're in a more broken hurting spot and so you might be you're not probably at the center of mm-hmm. your number or the healthiest space mm-hmm. you can be. And this has a certain amount of spinning out. I present for your consideration, gentlemen, these lyrics right here for a five slash four, six, even like on either wing, which are, let me tease it out and say, just say it. Are you ready? There's something amiss. I'm being insincere. In fact, I don't mean any of this. Still, my confession draws you near. 
to confuse the issue I refer to familiar heroes from long ago, and many, many other lyrics in the song Hook by Blues Travelers, which I think is a great five spinning out breakup song. Hmm. Talks about that I'll say whatever you want me to say, and I'll give you this inflection, I'll give you this emotion I don't usually have, mm-hmm. and I, I can say nothing and keep it up because I can perform. I can do the thing I think I'm supposed to do to be in this relationship. What I'd really like is for you to appreciate me for who I am. I'm stable, I'm clear, I'm direct, I'm sometimes unemotional, but when I have seen my fives in a really hard place, they spin out and they're like grabbing that six fear and they're grabbing that four hyper emotion. And, you know, the blues traveler chorus is just like kind of almost nonsensical, like quick rapping, you know, like how he's doing that. And so I, I think that the end of the, the every breath you take, you know, and he's kind of like, I dream at night and I can only see your face and he's spinning out. I think the blues traveler really gets to that. had a breakup I tried to perform the way you told me to and this is something that it's hard for me to see in fives the fact that they need to perform Mm. emotions and social behavior and they know how because they've studied it and they'll do it they they really would rather be their calm collected selves but they're going to do it if that's what they have to do and I could see someone losing a partner and feeling like I wasn't, wasn't I aggressive enough? Wasn't I emotional enough? Wasn't I fun enough? You know, and I'm going to study this until I get there. So Mm -hmm. I think hook would be a really good one too. I love the idea of I tried to perform. It's also the case, a lot of folks in Ingram world want to talk about how strange the move from five to seven is. And that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. It's the spitting out. It's the trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing hold. I'm trying to grab hold of anything right here. And there's so much energy uh, that's there. Yeah. Do you have thoughts there? And performative emotions is, is a really interesting thing to think about with fives. So like we talked about this a lot with threes in previous podcasts, but, but for, for fives who are naturally trying to be objective and, and sort of like stay out of it when they offer you any of their emotions, that's, that's real vulnerability being put forward. But like the attempt to perform at emotions is a, it, it means that like they're really, really trying hard at that mm-hmm. because they, they won't net naturally try to put anything like that out there because they don't want to do things that they don't know that they're going to be good at. Mm-hmm. We have a friend who we once played catchphrase with mm-hmm. and you have to like explain it in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Right. And he couldn't explain it more than one way <laughs> at all. Like he would just say the same word over and over again. He's like, red boat, red boat, red. It's a boat that's red. You know, like he just really <laughs> couldn't. I don't know what the red boat is, but he couldn't tell us anything else. 
And sometimes this is the feeling I have with fives that I'm close to is I have thought about this so long that what I have distilled it down to is red boat. And I cannot believe you're not getting Mm -hmm. it Yeah, because it's clearly here. You're an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. (laughs) It's a little, I think five spend a lot of their time thinking everyone else is an idiot. And ones actually have some of this too, if I may. Of course. We've worked on it. Why aren't you understanding it? Because I've done 10 hours of work and I'm handing it to you on a silver platter and dum-dum, you're not getting it. And that, again, in the hook song, I think that's really there. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And why aren't you getting it? Mm. Yeah, that needs to be named and seen as a pattern in in fives and ones because other people can't see that. And we don't know that you can't see that. Or, or as you say, like, here's the fruit of all my thinking that seems so clear. But we don't understand how much effort went into getting to that point. And it might, it might not be intuitive. And it also might not be the right point. You're exactly right. The last thing here for me is thinking about romantic partners as a possession. Hmm. There's so much yeah. in fives, especially... Uh, average to unhealthy fives of seeing relationships as a possession that just needs to be named that you have to come to the world. You have to come to relationships somehow. And so much uh, with the heart of a five is seeing the the assets in front of them. But in this, in the language of sting song to go back to, to every breath you take, you belong to me. You are something I can't replace. These are very, mm-hmm. um, they're almost dehumanizing in that way of of you have become an object that I that I own have acquired is part of the inventory of my life. Yeah, they're and, very possessive. Yeah, and that's yeah. how I connect with the world. Mm-hmm. Just worth naming. I don't know if there's a way out of that for a five. Like what what that would even look like in terms of encouragements, but worth naming. Brings us to the sixes. Sixes are tricky. Part of that, I think, is, and we need to talk about this at some point, is I don't know that sixes do a lot of past-oriented reflection in their songwriting. Right. It's going to be a lot of future fear, and it's going to be expressed in the present. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about the orientation to time for sixes. Right. But that's what you see in these songs. It's, you might not be with me in the future, and I want to express that. Mm, Sure. Uh, my favorite rock song, uh, I don't know if this counts as a rock song. I think it's the best, uh, R and B song. Does that count? What? I mean, so anything after Chuck Berry counts as a rock song. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, I think it's better than anything else that's written in that vein is Benny King's stand by me. Um, the nostalgia that just drips off this song always emotionally affects me. And I think it exposes the heart of a six or a well. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand, stand by me. So darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by 
you both will be familiar with this, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the eyes come, land is dark. Moon's the only light we'll see. You'll notice that there are some some threats that might be out there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be afraid. I won't be afraid just as long. Just as long as you stand by me. That's a fantastic six line. Simple, to the point. It's uh, it, it's right up front. There is a valuing of the other. There is a this is a love song, and yet it's very much about fidelity, mm-hmm. and it's very much a, about my need for you to be in my life. And that's a, a good way, I think, to see the heart of a six in romance. I think it's also like thinking about my personal experiences with this song, like the the places where it has been been sung at parties or or other gatherings or like the 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 place that this song holds in the sort of cultural experience as far as I've seen it I wouldn't I I wouldn't have automatically assumed it was a love song even though he says darling darling stand by me to me it because it has sort of moved into this place of, of a much sort of broader relational experience. I think that it, it speaks to the fact that it, it's so much more about like support and, and relational connectedness than it is necessarily about romantic love. Which I, I think for sixes, like romantic love is important, but but like the the thing that they're really looking for is support and relational connectedness. And here's a song that became that. I'm guessing accidentally. I I don't think he wrote it like that intentionally. So, I <laughs> everybody look at me and then I'll talk. <laughs> um, I think I never think six is fear first. I always think six is loyalty first. Mm. And that's probably because, again, like all my experience is anecdotal. But um, on that note, it's tough to pin down a love song for a six because half of them do have at least nods towards loyalty. Mm-hmm. And this one blends the the end of the world, <laughs> all the end of the world things that could happen. Right. And then also with like what I have noticed is in their bravest, best spots, sixes reach out and say, hey, this is what I need right now. Mm. And this is how I'll know that we're okay. And I wonder if some of the romance of that, it's kind of like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing where it can only come after my basic needs are met. Mm, I can't be afraid because if I am, then I can't have romance because I'm too busy with the baseline needs. Mm. So this does have both of those. It's great. And it is such a beautiful, simple song. And I don't know, I guess it depends on your age for probably anyone in my age range, the Gen X range, like you can't think of this song and not think of the Stephen King movie, Stand By Me, and that that's really about friendship. But in that way, I think that like your first love are your friends Mm. and you have a romantic and a brother sisterhood and you have like a very complex multiple relationship with your first friends. They are everything you need them to be. And that's very clear in that movie. And there's no reason like that those needs, passions, relationships, connections for those little boys are any different than they would have for 
a little girlfriend and they're probably even deeper, honestly, mm-hmm. the love and care and connection they have for each other, the way that they won't let Teddy Lachance get picked on. And I know this isn't a movie podcast, but I'm saying the stand by me ideas is that they actually really do go and face all of their monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that song has been really broadened out for me because of that incredible movie sure. that we will go together. We will face all our monsters down. And so we will all be okay, but only together. That's when I can do it. Mm. And so the romance part for a six is as long as these things are fine, then the romance piece can be there. And sixes are so caring and loyal and giving that that's not even a problem where for many other numbers, threes included, it's very hard to give things because you should just be giving things to me (laughs) and recognizing me. But that's not true for a six at all. A six will lay down their life for you. The one thing they have to know is that they're going to be safe with you. Mm -hmm. They can trust you. And so this is a perfect example of that. It's like sixes are hyper aware of what can go wrong. And the only thing they need isn't actually, I remember we were doing marriage counseling like, quite a few years ago for some friends of ours. And we were talking with one of the partners about that being a six means there's a tiger in the room next door. That's why I hear here in mm-hmm. this song. Yeah. It is a great and tiger in the other room type of song. A lot of other numbers want to say there's no tiger in that room. You don't have to be afraid, but actually what's more important to hear is like, there is a tiger in the room and I believe you mm-hmm. and let's open that door together and face that tiger together. Not stop believing in the tiger in the room. You want to unpack real quick the tiger in the other room metaphor? We haven't used that for a while. Yeah, it's so it's um, it it's this sort of proverb that goes something like, "Fear is what you experience when you walk into a room and find a tiger. Courage is deciding to do something about it. Anxiety is standing outside the room with the door closed, worried that there's a tiger inside the room." And I think this is. This is the place, part of the place where sixes sort of live is that so much of of how sixes experience the world is what if there's a tiger on the other side of this door? If the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall or the mountains crumble to the sea. I realize it's probably not a real present fear for this writer. That's right. That sounds pretty right. poetic. However, <laughs> that's a thing that people are afraid of. I really relate to the ideas of fear and that there really is a tiger in the other room and everybody has that. And I don't know if that's a three, six, nine thing to be more aware of the fear, but I, I understand the fear and that it's real. Like you really can go down a path of like, this probably won't happen, but it does sometimes happen to people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that human beings and, and I don't know like what numbers these are connected to. But human beings are like, but if I can put this pin in this piece of it, maybe I can control it or I can be assured about it. I think sixes are just far more aware and able to verbalize what it means, the pin that they need to make things okay. Hmm. And I think other folks aren't so sure or they push it away or they ignore it. But, you know, like kind of morbidly, I guess, I'm always like, I don't want in my family of my little family four, I don't want one of us to be in a car crash together. (laughs) I want us all four to be together. So I know that we're all four. Okay. Or not. Okay. But Mm -hmm. like, that's a pin I have when one or two or three travel, it's very anxious for me when all four travel for some reason, that's okay. Cause we're facing it together. And so reading in this, you know, is like, 
the six knows exactly what they need, which mm. is like, again, where they get mislabeled, I think, is so fearful. What I actually think, just like a four gets mislabeled, is so emotional. Mm-hmm. You actually know what it ne- means to name and express and understand emotions. And six knows what it means to say exactly what it would be like not to have those fears. And a nine knows what it looks like to have everybody be at peace. Like we actually, the the things people pick on us for are the things we actually understand the best Mm -hmm. and the other numbers don't quite have the full understanding of that. So. Well, and and culturally we, we discount fear as one of the the worst things. Yes. This is why threes and eights get so much praise in America and less than other numbers. It seems like it's good to be a three or an eight, right? but in another country, I guarantee you it's not right because we're bossy. Again, it's the case I don't have a breakup song, but I do have another six-seeming song. And we actually talked off mic that this may be a four writing this song. However, I think there's a lot of six going on in the heart of uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, which one Paul McCartney said was a perfect song. And he was right. It says, I should have... Boys to Men is still my pick from the beginning. <laughs> but this is just such a good song. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. Future orientation here in terms of taking in the world. I may not always love you but long as there are stars above you. Again, real similar to Stand By Me there. You never need to doubt it. I'll make so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. It feels like a great sixth line to me in terms of doubt, in terms of assurance, in terms of fidelity, in terms of kicking out what might happen in the future. All of that in that first line. It's so loyal. Yep. You will leave me. I will be loyal. Mm-hmm. You can hurt me. I will be loyal. And that I think is really speaks to the sick side is like, I, I actually mean it. There's not something you have to do about it. I'm going to stick with you and be loyal and I'll be heartbroken, but I'll be loyal. There's a lot of loyalty up front. The song ends with him saying 17 times, God only knows what I'd be without you. And there's a reciprocated side here. There's the, I need you though. So, I mean, it's a both and. It's here I am, here, here's what I'm offering you, here's what I'm offering you, and yet there's the, the real need. Yes, that's true, and also I, th- I think it's a, it's a highlight of something that is a value for sixes and should be a value for all the rest of us too. Sure. But we don't, we don't view it in the same way. This idea that that being connected to another person changes us, mm. and and it should, like, not not only connected, but but in in a relational set in a in a rom- especially in a romantic relationship kind of setting, there's there's a beauty to the idea that. I have given myself 
over to you, the other, so thoroughly that my existence would be completely different without you. I think that sixes like hold that as a, as a value. I don't know that they, I, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone explain it in that kind of way, but there is like the idea that who knows anything could have happened. God only knows what I would be if you hadn't changed me. Yeah. Lots to say here about sixes affect. Mm -hmm. Affect is all about affection and how we connect to the world. Sixes are going to be attachers. Right. Just like threes and nines. But the, the idea that you would be shaped and formed by what you're attaching to. Mm -hmm. And that, that it, that it's not only a, you have made me into this person, but also it's an ongoing reality. Yeah. That if, if we were to separate, Anything could happen in the future. Yeah. And anything could happen, and I could be anything without you. And there's a lot of that is, is it not that there's an attaching to others who are strong, attaching to places of security? Mm-hmm. And so there would be a huge void if there was detachment. Right. I don't think there's a mistake there in making, you know, this is just how sex has come to the world, when seeking a lover, connecting to those who 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 offer that to you such that that's a place of connection, I think mm-hmm. can be a great good. Yeah. I think that often gets spun as a deficiency. Right. You're not strong enough on your own. Right. Uh, a, a, a dependence. Yeah. That's, that for some reason we view as negative. It, it can very well be the case that the six brings all sorts of great goods to the world, and yet having this be a place they naturally want to, desire to, naturally connect with another person. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. Well, friends, we are uh, we're halfway there. It's good. What? Living on a oh prayer. man, I missed it. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm not shocked that none of us <laughs> sang <laughs> any of the lyrics as we've been going through them. Um, I ha- really have wanted to <laughs> sing all of them. To be clear, it would mean the world to us <laughs> if you took two seconds, gave us some stars, especially for our uh, falsetto. You know, that would be written in our review. And Jeff has amazing falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> but but be warned, if, yeah. if you write that review, you're going to hear a lot more falsetto. So. <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> you can find all the links to all of our stuff at AroundTheCircle.org. Music is by The Collection and The Brian Claxton. Uh, you can find uh, my other podcast, Star Wars Bench, just in case you're in the mood to binge. Best thing you can do, however, is share this episode with somebody that you love, preferably who is a fan of falsetto. Got anything else, Kel? No. No. You have been a marvelous guest. TJ? What's up? You got anything else? I got nothing, man. He's TJ Wilson. He's a fish. (laughs) He's officially awesome. He is officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. Who you aren't isn't interesting, and you're well-loved. And you're going to set the world on fire. Bye.
Are those your ending notes? Yeah. Nobody listens to the end anyway. But I, I know. That's true. <laughs> Unless you're falling asleep. Mm, sure.